0: it is bj.show did i get that bj i still bj, 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 BJ show.com yeah i couldn't get bj.show actually i could it would. It was going to cost like ten thousand dollars
1: <laughs> we don't need that
0: <laughs> we don't need that uh it's brad and john i'm brad he's john combest you can check out his web website at combest man i can't talk this morning john john j-o-h-n combest C O M B E S D. put it all together john Now. I want to talk about something that I'm working on, but I'm going to dovetail into something that I want to ask you about as well too Yes I've had a website up for a long time which have not done much with and I'm gearing up for 2024 to really 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 make this a uh, informative website. It's called Westplex.news Westplex.news did you I've a-
1: been there and I've heard the, I've heard the promos for it on 1071
0: right Westplex.news is a new site. Primarily aimed at the Westplex, meaning the eight uh, big cities of the Westplex, St. Charles, St. Peter's, Weldon Spring, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Um, and I have been tweaking it more. And matter of fact, by the beginning of the year, it may go into a major, major, major facelift to really take it into uh, the next level and really have it be a source for news for the Westplex. I've talked to you about this. i mentioned this to other people as well, too. If you live in the Westplex, essentially in St. Charles County, there is no source for news. Uh, if you read the Post-Dispatch, occasionally there'll be an article in Post-Dispatch. There's been quite a few things in the last three or four days about St. Charles County because of the bizarre two shootings that happened where uh, two people uh, two people were killed by police, one in Lake St. Louis, one in O'Fallon, which happened yep. uh, Sunday night, Monday morning. And the bizarre part of that is... And I don't know if you've seen it or not. I still have not seen how the guy in O'Fallon was killed.
1: The story no, behind I haven't seen any follow-up coverage on that.
0: Behind the O'Fallon story is apparently the guy shows up at the city hall out there in O'Fallon, right on Main Street just north of the tracks, uh, pulls out a gun, starts shooting at the clock tower, puts some holes in the clock tower. Some witnesses saw him get back in his car. They gave a description to the police. They dialed 911. The police saw the car. They chased after him, ended up in a subdivision, um, and then they said the guy died. And I've never heard how he died. Now, the Lake St. Louis yeah. one was sort of weird, sort of a strange story. He goes to a park there in Lake St. Louis off a highway in, fires off his gun. Uh, uh, people complain about their shots being fired. Police show up to the to the park. Sure enough, there's shell casings in the parking lot. They have an idea of who it might be they show up at the guy's house he comes out got a gun tucked in a waistband another one in his hand police try to talk him out drop the gun drop the gun he starts to bring the gun up the police tackle him there's a fight ensued uh they get him on the ground he fires two more shots one of the other police officers shoots him he's dead and normally there's not that kind of activity in St. Charles County. Yeah, it's, for sure. it's not like North City where, hey that's 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 a Tuesday in North City, you know what I mean? Yeah, So,
1: but wh- you were saying it was a rare thing for the media to cover St. Charles County. Well
0: yes, so what we're trying to do with Westplex.News is really cover things that are not necessarily expressly exclusive to St. Charles County but things that sort of, you know, I mean obviously the things that do happen in the various communities in St. Charles County primarily the the what you know we call the Westplex the Gold if you were been along in St. Charles County for long enough the old Golden Triangle uh, but that kind of thing now having said that I've got an article on westplex.news it's the se- second second article down and it's from the Missouri Independent. Now, first off, I'm going to say to John Combest, explain to everybody what the Missouri Independent is, which I think is sort of
1: fascinating. Sure. The Missouri Independent is a progressive blog. So there's, it's not a newspaper. They don't produce a print publication. They don't do radio. They don't do television. So it's a progressive blog. And it's staffed by mostly former reporters that worked at actual newspapers so the main editor worked at the Kansas City Star for example the number two reporter used to work at the Columbia Daily Tribune and what they do is they're funded by progressive organizations and they produce content that's largely focused on Missouri state government and then also local government so it's coming at these it's coming at these um, issues. For example, the, the article that Brad references that you can find at westplex.news, and you could have found it on my website several days ago, is about cannabis workers. Unions are trying to organize cannabis workers. So the Missouri Independent essentially takes a progressive view on these issues, and much like the Associated Press does, and especially did back in its heyday, it syndicates this this. Uh, all this content and it allows newspapers, radio stations, television stations to use it on their own properties for free. Yeah. I mean, they as just, long as it gives them credit.
0: Right. And I have to be honest with you. The journalism is pretty darn good now. It, it is. Yep. And I, I know that they are left leaning because that's who their funder funding is primarily coming by. But that's not something we haven't seen with like the Post-Dispatch, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And you know,
1: I've talked about this too. I talked about this on This Week in Missouri Politics. I've written columns expressly about this topic. You can find those columns at missouritimes.com. Just because a content creator is found on a progressive blog doesn't mean that their information is incorrect. And the analogy that I used before is that It's like watching a sports team and looking at the front of the jersey versus the back of the jersey. The front of the jersey might say that they play for the Cardinals, but the the back of the jersey might say Molina. So even if you can't stand the St. Louis Cardinals, God forbid you're a Cubs fan, you might not like the Cardinals, but you might be able to recognize that Yadier Molina is a great player. So I might not like the progressive bent of the Missouri Independent, but I know that their coverage of Missouri State budget is going to be pretty accurate. You well, see what I'm saying? I,
0: I know exactly what you're saying. And here's probably the most important aspect of that. And I think you did a very good synopsis of that. But to me, the most important aspect of this is that I used to be involved with Learfield Communications. back. I started yep. back in God, almost 25 years ago, back in 90, 97, 98, something like that. And at one point in time, did a joint venture with them. I ran a traffic network in Des Moines, Iowa. And I was at the Learfield headquarters, which is the uh, parent company, at least it used to be, I think it still is, for Missouri Net and Brownfield That's Network, right. Which you ra- read references, um, and one of the things back then they had a guy who was the um, the managing editor for Missouri Net, Bob Pretty, who was a died-in-the-wool newsman. I mean, you old-school you know, guy, yeah. Yep. I mean, and he was good. I mean, he was really good, and he was very, very, very prideful. Is it prideful a word? Is that is that it is. okay? It is. He was it very, means very you're full of pride. It's very prideful. It's, it's a, it's a correct grammatical word. Very prideful in the product he. Turned out, which was really good in depth journalism studying the state and primarily in the state capitol. Okay, now back in the day, there were quite a few reporters that were assigned to the Missouri state capitol. And there were reporters from the Post Dispatch, or reporters from the Kansas City Star, um, and there were reporters. I think they even had reporters from the Springfield paper. Quite a few d- television stations. There were, I think, one of the TV stations out of Columbia, one of, them out of Jefferson City had 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 um, um, uh, you know uh, dedicated reporters there. Even to yep. the point, I don't know if you know this or not. Right in front of the state capitol, between the state capitols on one side of the road there, and the Supreme Court buildings on the other side, there's a dedicated parking lot for there the, is. the yep. media people. And each one of the little parking spaces had like the call letters of a radio station, or,
1: or the Saint Joseph News Press, right, or the Exactly. News leader. Yeah. Well,
0: guess what? When you have all the cutbacks in journalism because of the fact that the newspapers have been uh, sort of killed by um, the uh, uh, you know the the social media sites, uh, like you know, once again, the thing that pains me is you still see this report that what is if you take the uh, the uh, the uh, age group between twelve and twenty four, that like sixty five percent of those people get their news from. TikTok, which I'm going. Okay, that's not. And that includes you, Brad. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, long story made short, most of the journalists who used to cover the state are no longer there because of the fact they've had cutbacks with various newspapers and news news organizations. So, along comes the Missouri Independent, and when I first heard this, matter of fact, I heard the guy interviewed. Is his name? Is the head editor? Is his name John? John something? Jason Hancock. That Jason Hancock, right? I heard him interviewed on St. Louis Public Radio. Actually, he was a guest on the only live show on St. Louis Public Radio, which is the St. Name Louis show. on the Air. Right, St. Louis on the Air, and I was very impressed with what he said. And, you know, talked about that there, you know, and he, he addressed these issues squarely that there's not enough, uh, there's not enough, uh, coverage of, of, of Jefferson city. The things go on the Capitol, uh, you know, the, the, uh, you know, the, the day, you know, the day in day out grind that you have to have to cover the state, you know, obviously things get much more exciting. Uh, it's this time of the year, it's pretty boring in Jefferson city, but once everybody goes back in a session in January, things really heat up and there's all the crazy antics that go on during the day and there's all the crazy parties that go on at night and stuff like that and and he really talked about the fact that they were really you know cited uh, in to do a really in-depth job on covering missouri politics and quite honestly i followed them they're on the westplex.news site they have been for some time now i think they do
1: a pretty darn good job i think they are decidedly liberal And I think that, again, I I mentioned this in in my last Missouri uh, Times column, and folks can find it by Googling. The name of the column is How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Media. And it acknowledges how really part of the article just acknowledges how good the Missouri Independent is despite its liberalism. But they're very liberal, and they are essentially – The top research arm for the Missouri Democrats. So if the Missouri Democrats have a negative piece about Dean Plocker, for example, Missouri House Speaker, it'll find its way very quickly into the Missouri Independent. And uniquely, they've carved out a niche where if you have what we call oppo, if you if you have an oppo dump, like a whole bunch of bad stuff about a Republican you can make sure that it's circulated statewide by going to the Missouri Independent. Again, the semicolon there is, that doesn't mean that the information is inaccurate. It just means that it's coming from a progressive point of view.
0: Well, you know, there are times you you're, you're really into this, and and for some of our listeners who don't quite understand what Oppo is, Oppo is you heard this bantied about in political situations. This is essentially opposition research. In other right. words, it's the exact same thing that happened um, with who's the the state rep that you said we talked about that that something came out that he was arrested when he was like in his teens or something like that. Justin Hicks. Right. Yep. Okay. And somebody dug that up. The story is that here he's running far. Is he is he is he running? for... Isn't he, he's never been in, in, elected before, correct?
1: No, he he is a state representative. He's already a state representative. He'll rep- be
0: running for re Okay, so he's, he's a one-termer right now in his first term? Correct, yep, from Lake St. Louis. And uh, somebody dug through some police files and found out that he was... Was he arrested or did he have a, he had
1: a his, restraining his order? His ex-girlfriend had a restraining order on him when Justin was, I believe, 17 and he's 30 now. Man, I tell you what, that...
0: You know, the things we did in our youth.
1: (laughs) I mean, just to Brad's point, though, in general campaigns, because they don't want their fingerprints on it, they package it up. They make it part of a larger narrative and then they they shop it around. So outlet, if KSDK doesn't want to run the story, then you go to KMOV. And if KMOV passes on it, you take it to eventually you'll take it to somebody who will bite on it.
0: Well, one of these days I'll go into more depth than this. But when I ran my traffic network, we did traffic for almost every radio station in St. Louis from 1984 to 1994 when I sold the station. But the last three years I started a news operation, and it was a fairly, you know, a fairly in-depth news operation to the point where we had mm-hmm. at one point in time nine or ten people working for me. Uh, matter of fact, Kevin Colleen, who just who recently retired from the yeah. Post public from, information
1: now, officer. Yeah, Kevin Colleen. Well, he
0: was at KMOX for a long time. I think 23 years as their number one reporter and an excellent reporter, an excellent writer. He's now working for St. Charles County. He was hired to uh, um, re- replace, uh, I think it's Mary Unger, was her name, who retired from uh, the position of uh, essentially the comms person for St. Charles County. And I know the news business, and I've had people say, What do you know about news? Dude, I got two degrees, both worthless. Yeah. No, they're journalism degrees.
1: Very spe- very specific degrees.
0: Man. Right. And, and the interesting part of what you just said is, as we became known as a substantial news organization, and we were, we did a lot of interesting stories. We had probably... 10, 11, 12 stations in St. Louis were using our news service, and we had reporters going out covering press conferences and stuff like that. I told you at one point in time, I don't know if I told you this uh, on the air, but Mark Kern worked for me for about a year. Yeah, you, who, t-
1: yeah, you told me that uh, when we were off the air the other
0: day. Right. Mark Kern, who's now the county executive for St. Clair County in Illinois, worked for me for about a year for free because he told me up front when we interviewed him, he wanted to go into politics, and he would really wanted to understand what the news business was about, and he yeah. know he, was, he knew he was going to have to contend with reporters and news and stuff like that. So he wanted to see from the inside out what the news organization was like. Well, having said all that, once we got to be somewhat somewhat um, known as a news organization, it was interesting the people who would approach us with stories about particular people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. And,
1: and, and they wouldn't want to, for example, they wouldn't want to put it in their own name and write an opinion piece, but right. they would want to get the information Right, They sure. would show
0: up and they go, I, I don't know if you know this about so-and-so, but you know, he's gotten himself
1: in trouble once upon a time, and I think you people should know about this. It was, this was before yeah, the internet. This yeah. was before the- and, and I mean, it's the basics of, and, and you know, you, you apply this to a corporate level. It's just the really, the basics of really good PR Which is you use the Richard Nixon model H P C Q. You remember that, Brad? I do not. What explain that? What that is? It's it's headline, picture, caption, quote. So I applied this. The statute of limitations has run out on this, I think. But in my old job at Monsanto, I would never pitch a story. I would never go to. I would never put a story together for any sort of outlet that didn't that I couldn't produce my own headline, a captivating picture, a caption for the picture, and a quote. And if we didn't have something as part of a story that was compelling on all four levels, we wouldn't take it to media. Really? So if I could put something together about how Monsanto had the very best cotton business in the world, if I didn't have a compelling picture for it or a caption, wouldn't go out.
0: Interesting. Well, HPCQ. That is going to do it for us today. John's got to get out a little bit early. Uh, you can find him on johncombest.com every single day since – 2001, every single That's day. That's right,
1: 22 years, baby.
0: 22 years, every day it's there. John, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Uh, we've got uh, Armstrong at Getty coming up at 8 o'clock. After that, at noon to 3 is Eric Erickson, and then 3 to 6 is Markley Van Camp and Robbins. Keep listening right here to Egbert. It's 740.